Rabbits expert hardware and furniture Clara. Open Monday to Saturday with everything household, homeware, and DIY all under one roof. Furniture, including beds, sofas, tables, chairs, and occasional furniture. Plus, paint, wallpaper, electrical, garden essentials, and loads more. Call into Lionel and Dell. Call 05793 31189. Find us on Facebook or go to experthardware.ie and type in Clara to find us today. Rabbits expert hardware and furniture store, Oratory Row, Clara. Hi everybody, you're very welcome back to What's the Story with myself, Lloyd Bracken. This week we've gone around the world again to four different countries in fact to catch up with some Clara people who have uh, been living abroad for many years. So let's catch up with the first person. We're heading over to Perth in Australia. Elaine Stanley, what's the story? How are you, Lloyd? I'm very good. Elaine, I have to say thanks for coming on the podcast and happy International Women's Day today. Thank you very much. Thank you. How's things with you? You well? Great. Not a bother of you yourself. <laughs> I'm all right now. Are you nervous? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. I think if I want to talk to me. <laughs> Elaine, you're originally from a great place called Marion Square. What are some of your memories from there? Well, probably the biggest one would have been going down to the pond for a swim. Well, sure, we didn't get up to much in them days, I tell you. We were all very quiet and good, I suppose. <laughs> of course, your house was a busy house, Elaine. Tell us how many people was in that house. Sure, there was, well, we grew up with 10 children in the house. Um, so, yeah, it was always busy. There was always someone coming and going. And sure, sometimes you'd get up and there'd be somebody on the couch and you wouldn't know who they were and, you know, things like that. There was always strays in there. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a Stanley house, kind of a gathering house for a lot of people then. It was. It was. Well, sure, there was enough in it with just, just us there. <laughs> so 10 we people. We didn't need anyone else. Jeez, <laughs> that's, that's a busy house. Elaine, tell everybody where you are now. I'm in Perth, Western Australia. I came out in um, June 95. So I think, what, 25, coming up to 25 years now. Okay, and why, why did you move to Australia in the first place, Elaine? Well... I met a fella, of course, and myself and Linda McCormack, um, and of course I had Melissa at the time, she was only four years old. We thought, sure, why not, let's give it a go. And I'm here ever since. What made you stay there, Elaine? What did you like about it? It was great for the children, um, you know. The, the weather was brilliant and it was just, it was so easy to do so many different things if you wanted to. It's very laid back here in Perth. I wouldn't say it's very, it's not like Sydney or anything like that. We've got lovely beaches and just like very community and it's a great little place, so it is. When was the, the last um, time you were home, Elaine? Uh, it was actually when my father died. That's the last time I was home. Um, I was supposed to go a couple of years ago, but sure, I ended up, I got sick and um, I was supposed to go last year. But of course, COVID hit and couldn't go. So we're hoping that sometime next year we'll all be going together. That would be great. Elaine, obviously it is hard being away from home at times, you know, and times that you went through with uh, your mum and dad sadly passing away. Do you, how do you keep in touch or do you keep in touch much? It, it is, yeah. It's very hard. But luckily we have FaceTime, so it's I can talk to them, you know. And I can talk to, like, the other day I was talking to all the girls together. and um, But yeah, it is hard. You do, you do miss the family, yeah. And did any of your family ever head over to you on holidays or anything? They did. My mother came out twice. Did she? <laughs> she did. <laughs> That's a, that was a long, a long trip idea. for your ma. Did she enjoy it? 
Yeah, she absolutely loved it. She loved it. I loved seeing the wildflowers here. And um, yeah, she had a great time. Susan came out a couple of times as well. Elaine Cornley in the green. She's been out a few times to see me. So plenty of visitors, which is nice, Elaine. What's your working life there like? I'm working in the same job now for the last, well, almost 15 years this year. Um, I work in a jewellery store. Yeah. So were you busy at Valentine's this year? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Since we had, we had our first lockdown, it was for four weeks. And from the day we opened up, every single day, even today, it's just crazy busy. Because people don't, they can't spend their money travelling, so they're spending it on jewellery. All right, so that's a good complaint for you then. It is, it is. I'm a bit tired when I get home at night. <laughs> I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> so what's the social life like there, Elaine? Is there many other Irish people around you? Not re- not really, and I don't even have a social life these days. <laughs> so I, I find that very hard to understand now, Elaine. You seem like a bubbly, <laughs> lively person. <laughs> I used to go out a lot. Um, but yeah, I don't really go out a lot these days. I'm more of a um, more of a lunchtime um, outing now than a, than a nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever move back to Clara Lane? Do you know what? Well, I was just talking about the other day, and there's days where I'd say yes, I would. But of course, I have two children, Melissa and Liam. And I have two beautiful little granddaughters as well. And I find it very hard to up and leave them. But there's some days where I want to go home. And what yeah. are them days, Elena? What are the things you'd miss or that you might think about it to say, God, I'd love to just go back to Clara for a couple of weeks? Uh, do you know, just, just days where you might see something, you think, oh, I'd ring me mommy and tell her. And then you realise you can't. And you think, if only I was home, you know, you could go and visit the sisters or, you know, just little things like that. And apart yeah. apart from yeah. family, Elaine, what are what are some of the things you miss about Clara? Just, you know, again, Clara was a great little community place and um, we kind of have that here as well. Um, but you just know everyone and sometimes you, you find peace in that, knowing that, you know, you walk out the door and you're going to see a friendly face and things like that. And you mentioned you had grandkids. Would you be, would you be keeping them up to date or telling them about Clara, where you came from, and about your parents and everything? They do. Well, the eldest one, she's been there. Oh, very good. Yeah, and like I said, we're looking at all going together. Hopefully, that we can fly soon enough, um, early next year. We're counting the days out. You know, they can say we can fly back. Elaine, have you always lived in Perth, or have you lived somewhere else in Australia? No, I haven't. I've always lived in Perth. Yeah. And like, yeah. would you travel around Australia at all? Uh, I haven't travelled much. Um, the last place I went now was um, Carnarvon. Um, it's only a few hour flight, but it's a nine hour drive. That's where my daughter lives, up north. And she was further up north in Connanara, and it's extremely hot up there. Thank God she moved. Um <laughs> So I just travel around like to where she is now. Yeah. Okay. Elaine, is there anyone you'd like to say hello to anybody back here? Uh, just everyone. everyone. <laughs> Someone come out and visit me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is an open invitation to anybody in Clara who would like to go over to Elaine Stanley. Free board, free everything. <laughs> so an open invite, everybody. Elaine, what's the last day? What's your COVID situation there like at the moment? 
to be honest, we haven't really got much of a COVID in in uh, in Western Australia. Uh, we had a five day lockdown at the beginning of February because of one case. One case, like from the first lockdown, you couldn't come in or out of Western Australia. We totally locked Perth down. So we've had no, you'd never think there was anything going on here. Yeah. Right, okay. Australia does seem to have a, a very strict handle on it already, doesn't it? Very strict. You still have to quarantine when you come in, like from overseas. I think we have about two overseas cases at the moment, um, but they're in hotel quarantine. But other than that, we have no community transmission okay, well that's whatsoever. Good. Elaine, would you have yeah. any advice for uh, people who might be thinking of emigrating to Australia? Do it. It's fantastic. It's a great country. Yeah. And on that note, yeah. Elaine Stanley, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks very much, Lloyd. Great stuff from Elaine Stanley there. Lovely to hear from some of our expats. Hope you're enjoying this show so far. Next, we're heading off to Germany. Michael Dunn, what's the story? Hi, Lloyd. Michael, How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And thanks for coming on the podcast. Michael, tell the listeners where in the world you are and how long you've been there. Yeah, yeah I'm in Germany. I've been here a long time. At the moment, I'm just calling you from uh, Stuttgart. I work here um, during the week from Mondays to, uh, to Thursdays and back home to Frankfurt. I just live on the outskirts of Frankfurt. Would that be a long commute, Michael? It's about it's about 250 uh, kilometres, so about just over two hours' drive. Okay, Michael, so how long have you been there in total? You said you've a long time. Can you put a, a number on that? Yeah, that's right. It's It's been a long time. I left uh, Clara and moved to Germany in 1980, so uh, that's over 40 years. Wow. I'm 62 now, so I spent two-thirds of my life outside of Clara. Michael, do you have your own family there now as well? Yeah, sure. Um, I got married uh, back in the 80s, um, got divorced. So I've got three girls. They're all grown up. And uh, a stepson, the youngest, uh, she's still studying. She's studying biology. And she's, she's, in fact, she's, her birthday is this week. She's 28 this week. Very good. Well, happy birthday to her. Are they kept up to date, Michael, with all things happen in Ireland and Clara? Oh, they do. They love... Uh, they love getting back, and when they were smaller, uh, they used to love uh, getting back home. Of course, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, 90s we didn't have the, the Ryanair Express, so we didn't get home so often. We'd take the car and take the ferry, um, travel through the UK. But, um, you know, they've got a great affinity um, for Clara and, of course, for for their aunts and uncles and cousins and they love getting back and they even even today they just they like getting home so getting home in the 1980s and 90s compared to now was a bit of an adventure it was indeed yeah well especially with it with a small family so um you know finances were were pretty tight so uh, and i was uh, work was i was doing a lot of traveling anyway so when i'd be home we'd spend most of the time with the family and that Um, but yeah um we flew home several times but uh, a couple of times we took the um the car and then the ferry across to the uk and then the the hollyhead to dunleary uh so michael why germany then well, uh, yeah, why Germany? You know, I, I studied back home. Uh, I, was, I was looking around sort of beginning of the 80s. And in fact, it happened 
the way things happen in life, you know, it wasn't planned. I went to Germany with a couple of guys just uh, just working in a factory um, at the beginning of the, the 80s. There was myself, Seamus, my brother, Johnny Gavin, Mick Fitzpatrick. We went to a, a, a factory close to, uh, to Dusseldorf and we were working there. And I had graduated in mining geology and uh, I just worked for six months in Ireland and... After about six weeks there, I got a call, and the company I'd been working for, they were looking for someone in Germany. So uh, I went up to Hanover. Just I said I'd go up for a week and take a look at it, and the week turned into 20 years. Oh, that's fascinating. And did any of those guys that you mentioned, have any of them stayed in Germany? No, no. Seamus, they left, I think, later that year in the 80s, um, no one really stayed on, so. Uh, but it was a it was a good time. It was a great adventure for the guys as well. We spent uh, some lo- long weekends in 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 Dusseldorf, uh, visiting the old part of the town, the Altstadt, and uh, drinking in the Irish pubs. So lots of good memories there. Was it a big move, Michael, back in the eighties to head to Germany, or what was the what well, was the feeling from home yeah, like? Yeah, it was. It was a, it was a, a big move, but it was, you know, thinking back about, you know, it was the 80s was wasn't a good time economically to be in 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 Ireland. I could have got a job because uh, mining geology, you know, that's the the mining business was starting up. But, uh, you know, I for whatever reason, I, I felt like I wanted to get out and uh, it was it was an adventure and it just you know it happened the way it happens in life you know one thing led to the next and and that's the way it went i spent in total about 10 years working in the in the uh, mining business and then sort of changed over to something completely different so are you still in that line of work michael or what do you do no now? no no i spent 10 years working in geology and then so worked in 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 spain a couple of years in turkey as well did some contract work in, in Zaire in Africa. And uh, after about 10 years with a young family in that and a lot of traveling, you know, I'm, and also doing more management work and less geology, I, I went back and studied business administration in Germany and then sort of switched over, became, became a bean counter. And, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been working in finance for about 28 years now. Of course, you came from a big family in the Green and Clara. What are your memories yeah, going up there, right. Michael? The green. Got great memories of the Green. 21, so neighbours, the Brackens and Nob O'Brien. My father, of course, uh, Jimmy Don, the Webb. You're talking to another, uh, Ger. That's correct. Um, this After evening this. as well. So his father, Jimmy, as well. And... Uh, um, both, so Joe and myself are cousins, so my grandfather and his grandfather would have been brothers. Um, yeah, I think everyone in Clara knew uh, the web done. Yeah, your dad Another, fondly remembered in fairness. A bit more low-key, Bridgie, Heine, from the Heine side. Where was your mum from, Michael? Oh, she was born, uh, she was from uh, up at the top of... Uh, you know where O'Connor, O'Connors live mm-hmm. up uh, beside the uh, the Church of England, uh, the church. Of, uh, that's where she was born, and that's where my uh, nanny, uh, May Heine, uh, brought up 12 kids, you know. Wow. 
So go back to the Green, Michael. A huge family in the Green. What was it like? And maybe give us a mention some people that you maybe once hung around with. Yeah, well, you know, the Green uh, was it was a different it was a different world than it is today. You know, um, we I, I have great great memories of growing up in the Green. There weren't too many cars, so we were out playing football, playing marbles, out in Chapel Hill, playing with Jar. Jar Bracken and and the neighbours with Declan McCormack and then, you know, playing football down in the greenfield, Nicky Gilfoyle, Vin Henry, lots of guys. You had Guru Roach on recently. Uh, so so you know, we 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 get home from school and you just be out uh, all the time until you're called in for supper in the evening. When the decision came, Michael, to head for Germany, was it a was it a surprise to your parents? It was a little bit of a surprise, yeah. Um, you know, uh, after studying on that, um, probably they knew that uh, sort of I, I wouldn't be sort of settling down in Clara and that. But, you know, moving away to uh, outside of Ireland and to Germany, it, it was a bit of a shock. And I think my father, um, he was, you know, he took it a little bit hard for a while. When you got to Germany, Michael, was there a big language barrier or did you adapt straight away? Yeah, 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 sure, of course. You know, you're there and you don't speak any of the language. I I started, when I moved up to Hanover, then I started taking uh, courses in German and, um, you know, you meet you meet a girl and that's how you learn the language then, you know? <laughs> so is there many similarities between Ireland and Germany or have we this stereotypical thoughts of the Germans being very regimental? Is it like that? Oh, well, you know, it's. I was thinking about that, you know. Um, stereotypes are stereotypes, you know. Hard-working Germans who don't smile a lot. You know, <laughs> I, probably the average German works less than, say, um, um, back home in Ireland. They're finished maybe at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. No one works after 2 o'clock of a Friday. So if they're working 35 hours a week or that... You know, that's a lot. So, uh, but they work smart. They work smart and they're, they're really, they're proud of, 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 their, of their work. You know, they put in a lot of, a lot of thought into what they do. And, uh, but they also enjoy hobbies. They enjoy, um, they enjoy their free time. They're probably because this cliche comes from the fact that they're res- reserved people. You know, it's not yeah. out like the Irish out having a chat and talking to you and wanting to know where you're coming from. You know, it's they, they tend to hold back. But when you make friends here, and I've spent most of my time now, I don't have, I can say I don't have any Irish friends that I contact on a regular basis. I have a friend up in Lübeck, up in northern Germany. Um, because I lived up there for uh, for five years, but other than that, my friends are, are all German, and we've got we have great times together, you know. Okay, according to your sister, who will remain nameless, Michael, you were the blue-eyed boy in the house. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. What, I, I don't know what I'll say about that. But you know, I was the oldest, and you know, you tend to sort of push forward and uh, yeah, do your thing and that. And I always, I had a good sort of gel well with my father. Like um, some of the other boys, they sort of, you know, when when I look at someone like my youngest brother, Ron, you know, Ron, everyone loves Ron. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Do you come back to Clara often at all now, Michael? Oh uh, yeah. I 
haven't been back, of course, now last year. But um, over the last sort of 15 years of that, I try and get home at least once a year and that. Bring the kids so we now and again, one comes with me or the other. And uh, we were home last, um, Sharon's daughter, Joanne, she got married back in summer 19, was that 19? Yeah, it's summer 19, so I was over with the family for that. And uh, yeah, I love, get, I, I love getting back home, you know. It's still, like, for me, I still call it home. You've got a, a, an interesting word in the German language, it's called Heimat. Okay. You know, Heimat means, it doesn't just mean home, it means identifying with a place or having a sense of home and that's i think that's that's where you grew up and that's you know an integral part of of your life well yeah frank fury summed it up on a recent podcast he said that uh, you can leave clara but clara never leaves you that's right yeah 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 like i love getting back and i'm meeting up the old friends and just going out for walks and that and just seeing, you know, you've got these pictures in your head and just seeing the old places and, and, and walking around, going down, going down for a pint before dinner and you're always getting home late because <laughs> you meet up with, you always meet up with people and you have one more. And, but, you know, that's, a, that's just part of being at home and, 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 and enjoying it. Do you ever see yourself coming back to live in Clara? I don't think so. No, I don't. I like what I'm, what I'm thinking about is, you know, retirement is, is not too far away now. So I'd like to spend, of course, here in Germany, but spend longer times being at home, but not sort of being permanently at home. I, I like, you know, I spent years working down in, in Spain and I love getting back to Spain at least once a year. I used to be able to speak the language pretty well, uh, but, you know, I like getting back there as well. And you have the freedom here in, in, in the middle of Europe. You just get in the car and you can drive down to, to Austria. We drive down once a year down to northern Italy. And, you know, it's, it's just it's the lifestyle. And I don't want to, to, to leave that. Okay. Most of the Duns I know are big into music. Michael, are you the same? Well, yeah, we were always into music. You know, Seamus, myself... Uh, Trevor Kavner, you know, we were listening to stuff. Uh, what were you listening to? Tell us. Well, you know, we were listening to to other types of stuff. Like I was a big Zeppelin fan, Pink Floyd. We listened, of course, to Her Slips and all of that trad rock that was going on in the early seventies. Uh, listened to a group called Frupp, which, <laughs> if I say that, Seamus will know what I'm talking about. The Kavner will know about what, what I'm talking about, but probably most other people won't. Or, you know, um, I was a good friend of Pat Ennis as well. And mm. uh, Pat was really into music and he was listening to, I remember back in the 70s, you know, we were listening to stuff like Steely Dan, which no one really heard about. You mm. know, we, you know, we, did so. a, we did a podcast about Pat Ennis recently there and it uh, was very well received. Uh, Pat was a gentleman, of course. So what things you miss most from home, Michael? I know you mentioned the, the simple things like heading down for a pint before dinner. But when you think of Clara, perhaps you're staying over in Stuttgart and you, you think of home. What do you think of? Well, you know, it's, it's, you, think of, you, you think of the friends, you think of the family. Um, and as you get older, you know, it's, you just, you have this feeling that you, you, you want to be in contact with them. So we, 
You know, when my mother was alive, it was sort of almost religious that I'd give her a ring every Sunday. And that's that's changed now over to to Mary or to Sharon. I give them a call. And, you know, being being back, seeing the family, seeing the all of the nephews and nieces and uh, and see, meeting up old friends, uh, going for a drink together and just walking around going outside of town and just my father was a great walker he'd always be out he'd be out with billy smith and he'd be roaming the highways and that's something i like to do as well there's uh, so much talk here lately mike of trying to rejuvenate clara in certain aspects and areas what's clara like now when you come home that uh, from the clara that you left um you know thinking about it it's in the in the 60s and beginning of the 70s, you know, you had 10 or 12 pubs, you had several uh, butchers, you know, you had supermarkets, uh, things were, were really buzzing and, you know, you get the feeling you, uh, that the things have gone down, but that's, that's not just Clara, that's happening to lots of sort of small towns uh, throughout Ireland, isn't it? Mike, would you like to say hello to anybody who may be listening at home? Oh, I would, of course, yeah. Um, of course, the, the, the family with Mary and Sharon, Seamus, Thomas and Ron, and all of the rest of the family. I'd like to say a special hello to my aunt, Therese, as she's out in Esker. Like I was home a year before last. Um, it was her 90th, so I hope she's keeping well. Uh, the last of the Heinies, the last, uh, the last one, so... Uh, and then sort of all the friends, all the guys I went to school with, everyone else I know. Maybe it's just a special, a special one to, you know, I've been kept in contact with, with Bear Carey for over the over the years, you know. We'd always exchange uh, Christmas cards and that. And, That's lovely. you know, I was sad when, when Carey's went down. I'd always go in and have a chat with Bear. So special hello to him and to the family as well. That's lovely, Michael. So, Michael, I'm going to put you on the spot here and we'd like you to finish off the podcast with a little bit of German. With a little bit of German? What would you like to hear? <laughs> well, I suppose you could sing the streets of Clara Town, but that might be stretching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Uh, <laughs> we leave it up to your good wisdom. Okay, Lloyd, it's was sehr schön mit dir zu sprechen heute Abend. Es hat mir sehr viel Spaß gemacht und äh, ich wünsche dir alles Gute für Clara und für die Zukunft. Michael Dunn, thank you very much for taking the time to join me on the podcast. Sure, thanks a lot, Lloyd. Take care. All the best. That was Michael Dunn there doing great stuff out in Germany. And uh, I hope he said that he was enjoying the podcast in German there. We didn't get a translation on that, but uh, we can only hope. Right, where are we off to next? We are now going over to Canada. Louise Gavin, what's the story? Well, Lloyd, what's the crack? How are you? Not too bad. I was, I was going to call the podcast What's the Crack, actually. <laughs> so we might call this be, podcast What's the Crack. It could be taken up differently over here if you say What's the Crack to Could Canadians. it now? <laughs> <laughs> Louise, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. I did try to get you on in December, but a little simple fact, you were home for Christmas. Yeah, I um, I just said, like, I had to. Like, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't stick around, especially with Sia. You know, she was born last year, my niece, um, Alan's young one. So I just was like, I have to get home. It's been, I hadn't been home the year before for Christmas. I got the time off. I knew I was facing all the quarantine things, but I just did, I just didn't mind. Yeah. I was like, I'll get all the tests done. 
I'll do my bit. All he wants to do is sit around anyway in front of the fire in Church Street with <laughs> Adrian and Sherry bringing me in cups of tea every now and again. But uh, yeah, no, it was great being home. And I know that lots of people wish that they could. But um, hopefully next time now I get back, I'll be able to see a bit more faces and see a bit more around and just uh, the Church Street, Claretown area. <laughs> so, so what's it like being an auntie, Louise? Oh, it's great. Like, I'm obsessed with her. Um, when I came back in January, I cried nearly every day. Like, I just was so upset. You know, Canada was the worst thing in the world then coming back to. And then, you, you, you know, you settle in and you're like, oh, reality kicks in. You get back to work and life continues. So just looking forward to seeing her again in the future. So for people listening in, Louise, tell people where you moved from in Clara. And of course, your parents, uh, you've mentioned, you might have mentioned them again to be listening in now. I uh, moved from Church Street, just up the road there from the famous Chinese. Everyone's probably aware of that, beside <laughs> Bobby and Anna Mae Bracken, um, to Adrian and Sherry. Um, my dad's from the New Road and my mom's from Church Street. And I just have Alan there, my brother, who um, is younger than me. And then he had a baby last year with his girlfriend, Saoirse. So, yeah, she has she just gone a year old now, so it's mm. great. So have your parents visited you yet? Yeah, actually, I actually moved out to Vancouver, Canada. Sorry, I forgot to tell you there, but uh, they came out to Vancouver in summer 2019. I know it was a big change from not going to the usual Lanzarote spot where they usually go to for two weeks and turn a different shade. But uh, no, they came over for two weeks and it was, uh, it was absolutely brilliant, Lloyd. Like, they, they couldn't believe it. They're, I think a lot of people like myself just thought that Canada was just going to be snow mountains, Eskim- um, mooses, you know, and uh, just Toronto, you didn't realise that Vancouver was, you know, basically like any West Coast city in America gets nice summers, you know, so you get decent summers over here for a good period of time. So they were happy that they got a tan anyway when they were leaving to go back to, to Clara. <laughs> so Louise, why, why Canada? Why desert the little town of Clara here for Vancouver? I got the uh, travel bug in 2012 and I went to Australia and then when I came back in 2013 I, I knew that I wanted to, to go somewhere else but I, I, need, I needed to save up the money and kind of just you know do the Clara thing for a while which was great you know for like two or three years but I got itchy feet and I decided I wanted to go again and uh, the IEC visa is a two-year visa over here for Irish people to come to Canada on a working holiday visa. So at the time, it was becoming just before the big popular surge, you know, people were starting to come over to both Toronto, Calgary um, and then Vancouver. And I just said, you know, I'm going to get the visa. I don't know what city I'm going to go to. I'll just get it and play it by ear. And then Anthony Quinn from Queenstown in um, down there, Joe's brother, he, he was home for a few weeks, about six months before I moved to Canada. And he came over to me and I, I barely recognised him because I hadn't seen him in so long because he was in Vancouver for a lot longer than I was, like before me. Mm. And uh, he just said, your dad sent me over. He said that you're moving to Canada. And I said, oh, yeah. And he goes, we meet for a drink at the weekend anyway and I'll convince you why you should move to Vancouver. And literally, I wasn't even three sips into my pint of Magners, uh, pint of Fummers down in them, <laughs> down in Baggots when I, when I was like, right, I'm going to Vancouver, Anthony. So you picked me up on the 20th of April there. So, and it worked out that way. Oh, fantastic. So you were in Australia and then what wasn't really a surprise then when you when you're said told your parents you were heading off again, was it? I think they were absolutely delighted at first, but then, you know, they got, they got you know, they, they don't want to see you go too far either. They wish you were close by. I guess everyone wishes that too, but 
you know, Canada's a great country and there's so many Irish people over here, Lloyd. It's, and not just myself from Clara, like there's Shane Mullen and Shane Bracken, they're here too. Um, Anthony Quinn and Owen Brady, they're here like a long, long time. And um, we had Aaron Coyne from The Green come over there like two summers ago for a bit of a spell too. So it's nice to see familiar faces around the area too. Very good. So like a mini Clara there. Yeah, yeah. And like up until recently, they just announced that they're, I think, bringing out 13,000 new visas to Irish people now. So I'd be definitely any young listeners who are listening to this to definitely look at Canada as an option for two years. You know, it's a great experience and I'm out here, so hit me up, you know, we'll set very, you up. Very good. I'm just going to ask you that. Was it hard to settle into Canada or obviously you knew uh, Anthony Quinn that was there, but for someone that's gone out there that might know anybody, is, is there a good Irish community there that you can get in touch with? Oh, absolutely. Um, I was so lucky that I had Anthony, you know, I got to crash on his couch for 10 days and um, that's what you kind of do over here if you don't want to spend money on an Airbnb or at the time, hostels, you just used to crash on your friend's couch or whatever. Um, there's a massive Irish group called Irish New in Vancouver on Facebook, but I think um, it's got to be the point now where it's the main thing in terms of Facebook groups around Vancouver. There's so many people in it. It's not even... I think there's people in Clara Town that are actually on that page. I've seen like Owen McDonald comment, <laughs> commenting on a few things. They're checking um, up on the gossip, are they? It's, it's, there's 32,000 people in there or something like that, but there's not that many Irish people. But it becomes an absolute war zone in the summer times when the J1ers are over and then everyone's fighting with each other. So it's actually comical. <laughs> but um, before all that, um, I just put in a post in it and saying I moved over to Vancouver. I was looking for a house share or a room and then literally like within minutes um, a young lady from Wicklow Town we had mutual friends because my aunties live up in Wicklow um, she messaged me and she said I know your cousin I'm looking for a house too do you want to look together and make it easier Brilliant. and then the snowball effect kicked in and then there was two other girls from Kilkenny that met up with us then and we signed a lease for a house oh, and that so, was it. so it's probably easier to get a house in Vancouver than it is in Clara at the minute absolutely like it is Obviously expensive, but in terms of what I've heard in comparison to Dublin and Cork and Galway prices at the moment, Vancouver's kind of just under that little bar for rental now. You could be living in a house share, but you'd be getting below market what they're playing a home right now. But obviously renting, you can never, can never buy. It's so expensive. <laughs> so Louise, I've turned up in Canada tomorrow. What's, give me your top three things that I have to see in the first week. If you came to Vancouver, I'd say just walk down to the shoreline and look at the mountains that are in front of you. They're like the start way to the Canadian Rockies. It's insane how you're just standing on a beachfront in a pair of shorts looking across the water at these snow-capped mountains and they're absolutely massive. They're not the Schlieve Bloom now. They're absolutely big mountains and you know when you're looking up there that in the summertime bears are up there. You know, it's it's insane. And they're right in the doorstep so I'd say like visit the mountains Um my number one thing that I couldn't wait for my mom and dad to do, we went up Grouse Mountain, which is like the highest peak in Vancouver. Um, you get like a cable car up and we went to see a lumberjack show. Sure, it was so funny. Like it's all comical during the week and it's really nice weather and there's snow at the top and there's these guys dressing up as lumberjacks and they're like, you know, fighting with each other. And then you can just like walk up the hill and there's like a big massive like bear, grizzly bear sanctuary and there's like two grizzly bears up there. So my mom and dad were like, I cannot believe this. Yeah. You know, you just, you just can't. And it then, sounds amazing. It is. It's lovely. And then 
obviously cycle the seawall. It's like this 10 kilometer cycle around the, the coast of the city of Vancouver around this big, massive park. Um, I didn't get Adrian Cherry now to cycle, but um, <laughs> I definitely put that in anyone else's recommendations and uh, go to Whistler, explore like the big, massive ski resort that's up basically an hour and a half up the road. And it's a different place up there. It's like mini, mini Australia with all the Aussies living up there, snowboarders. It's, it's cool. If you're into that sort of stuff, obviously that it's a city that has kind of everything, everything, everything for yeah. you. Yeah. So what, yeah. are the, what are the Canadian people like then compared to the Irish? You know, they're kind of like the same. We always t- seem to say the word sorry. Well, we always say like, you know, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. You know, you know, but they actually say it a lot too, but they're kind of more harmless about it. You nearly, <laughs> I I was I was waiting to go into the toilet one day a couple of weeks ago and this Canadian girl came out and she's like, oh, sorry. I was like, it's not your fault that you're going to the toilet. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. It is a real you know, Irish thing, though, isn't it? Sorry, but look, I'm sorry yeah. for calling you for like, the podcast. <laughs> Although we had yeah, it arranged. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to take up so much of your time. It's, you know, but... Yeah, no, they're they're really nice, and um, I have uh, two really good Canadian friends. One of them is actually getting married to an Irish guy next year, so that's probably the next time I'll be in Ireland. Is when hopefully next summer we'd be going to Portugal for their wedding. So it's nice to see Canadian, lots of Canadian and Irish people getting together, which is going to be fun. So, GA yeah. is a big part of your life there too, Louise. Yeah, um, obviously not at the moment, but everything that's going on, it's been one of the biggest side jobs apart from the my own career at the moment is trying to work with the, my own GA club and trying to keep our members you know reaching out to our members during this time to make sure that everything's okay trying to engage engagement over line and it's it's a bit difficult because um, there's no pitches over here where you can just go up and kind of just randomly train like you do a home you have to buy by the city laws and there's a lot of people around so like we haven't been training and we haven't been playing matches at the moment so it's a bit difficult and you're asking members to try and pay membership so um but before that the GA was like probably one of the best reasons to be in Vancouver before the pandemic with so many Irish people joining like all the different teams that are over here were you, and then su- were you surprised tra- Louise that the GA was so such a big community there um, I heard that it was up and growing anyway, um, that especially here in Canada. But you know, the United States set the set the the level in terms of um, what they expected from GA teams abroad. You know, and um, thankfully, that when you're playing Canada uh, GA in Canada, you get to travel not only just around Canada, but you get to you're invited to the North American Championships as well. So um, I got to go to Seattle, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Washington, uh, San Diego, basically with the with the Vancouver GA team just to perform and uh, just to play in tournaments and get to see people from Clara on the way, like um, Willie Flanagan, John Tierney, Ema Ricker, Lisa Stewart, Luke Kelly, any of them that are away, the boys over in um, Charlotte. We meet up every year with at the GA Championships, so it's really good to see other Clara people out and about. Brilliant. I suppose, uh, Louise, you weren't watching the Man United game last night. Oh, I was up at half eight yesterday morning <laughs> watching it. Of course it was. <laughs> You're obviously happy you know, with the result anyway. Yeah, I was. Um, um, it's great because my houseman also like follows Man United, so he's up as well watching it. So it's it's great. Um, yeah. Louise, the cook. Sorry, Lloyd. That's okay. Sorry. Can hang on for a second. It's okay. Yeah, 
Louise, a couple of years ago, I was watching TV and it was a programme called Take Me Out. Oh, and I knew this was going to haunt me. <laughs> and your face turned up on it. <laughs> Tell us about wow. that. You know, it actually feels like a lifetime ago, but like every time I go to my Facebook memories, every year, each, each Friday for like a couple of weeks, during that period of time with all the memories would come up. And I'd be just sitting over here, like, mortified. <laughs> um, so this was a dating just, TV show. Yeah, but myself and my friend Emma from Mukla, actually, we went up to Dublin just for shopping one random day. And this lad just came up to us on the street. He was like, ladies, do you want to apply for a TV show? And we were like, what TV show? <laughs> and he's like, a dating show. And I said, okay, yeah. So what happened was, when I went in to do the application and saw Emma, I wrote her application and she wrote mine. And I didn't know what she put on mine. <laughs> and, I, and she didn't know what I, was, I put on hers. <laughs> so we both got the phone call anyway to say that they wanted us up. But I actually had exams in college at the time. So I had to like up a bit later. But um, because you audition for it like so late, um, like months beforehand by the time you get up a lot of the girls already had like boyfriends and they were just like just go on it's just for TV you know sure everybody knew each other it was just an excuse to go up to Dublin a for a of couple crack. of nights yeah and uh, everyone was really nice and I actually keep in touch with some of the girls uh, still to this day and uh, one of them actually got engaged last week and I was like maybe you came a long way from take me out to tell you that <laughs> very good Louise what is your, what's your working life like there now? Yeah, I actually work in um I work in the property industry over here, which is um people are always like, Oh, what's what's it like over there? It's booming, you know, there's a, there seems to be a lot of jobs, but I actually work in a housing cooperative, which is um essentially trying to house young people like myself or young families who are earning basically the average wage in Canada but cannot afford to buy a house without breaking their breaking their backs with like debt all their lives. Um, so we provide housing to people that want to live in a housing co-op and essentially they have the security there for 99 years that they're never going to be evicted. You know, the rent will always say the same and it's up to them if they want to stay or not. So um, That sounds like a yeah, great program. So try to give is, someone a chance you know, to get on the ladder. Exactly. And it's a lot of things that you could look towards our own um, government at home to, to, yeah. to help you, especially young people who are coming back from countries like Canada or Australia or Dubai who want to settle down. It seems to be very hard for them at the moment to get yeah. mortgages and stuff like that. So um, I was working in the private sector up until this and it was hell. So um, basically you're dealing with people with, who earn too much money, uh, buying properties and keeping them empty and then just trying to make money off them. So I'm glad I got out of that industry. Okay. So it sounds you're helping a lot of people, which is good. Louise, if you could bring something back from Canada to Clara, what would it be? Oh, what would I bring back? Um, I know they have Tim Hortons in Dublin, so I wouldn't bring them back Tim Hortons. <laughs> Probably um, poutine. Oh, my God. Poutine is unreal. If anyone is listening to this and they don't know what poutine is, it's basically chips. Just like, you know, it's like curry chips, but chips, gravy and cheese curds on top. Oh, my God. Right. It's life. So, Stuarts, if you're listening, or Macari's, <laughs> this is on your new menu. <laughs> Poutine is on that list. Yeah. So, before maybe we... the summer as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Before we finish up, Louise, some of the things then you miss from Clara, apart from your family, of course. Um, Stuarts. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, I love I love the boardwalk. I miss the boardwalk so much. I like I, I just how that felt going up there at Christmas time when it was just no buildings, just 360 degree views of like the sky and just like land, flat land was like for me was was great because I I, I live in the suburbs of a yeah. city, so like you, you have, that's like a luxury item to get that over here. I suppose I think so probably was, people in Clara we don't really take that in a lot when we go out there. We don't realize I suppose what we have on oh our doorstep. Yeah. Don't, yeah, definitely. And talk about staying local. It's a great place to go out and walk and get fresh air, but it's it's so beautiful. And that's probably one of the best things about Clara. And I always talk about it. And every time I go home, I'll always go, I'll always go there. Right, Louise, say hello to some a few people then if you want. Uh, obviously, hello to everyone in Clara, my family in Church Street and everyone up in the New Road. And any of my friends are listening. And of course, if anyone is planning on coming over, hit me up. Can you shout? I'll be over to Friday. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're Louise, welcome, Lloyd. Thanks a million. Take care of yourself. An absolutely brilliant picture painted there of Toronto. Sounds brilliant. Has anybody been to Toronto? Well, sounds like we might be heading over and Louise Gavin is going to look after us there. But still, tank talks about the boardwalk and the beautiful scenery and lots of things to do around Claratown. Right, our last guest on this podcast, which I hope you've enjoyed, by the way, we're heading over stateside and we're going to talk to Gerard Dunn. What's the story? How are you, Lloyd? How are you doing? I'm very well. Gerard, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. It's nice to hear what our expats are up to. Um, you're the last caller on the podcast, so there's no pressure. Okay, thanks Thanks for asking me to come on. You're welcome. Gerard, tell everyone where you are and how long you've been there. Well, I'm in uh, outside of Buffalo. It's actually Lancaster, New York, about uh, seven miles outside of Buffalo. I've been here, what, uh, 20 years. I was in New York for 14. So I've been over here, as you, can, as you can assume, 34 years, going on 35 this year, actually, the 1st of September. Okay, so a lifetime away then for many people. Honest to God, yeah, the time flies. You never realise it, you know. I heard some memories there. Uh, Michael Dunn was on before you, and of course on Bill Fleming was on the podcast talking about memories going up in the green. What are your recollections? Oh, sure, going up in the green was great. Me and Bill were great friends. And, you know, all the neighbours around, we got on so well. You know, girls and boys. You know, Sandra Rock, Christine Newman, Rose Doyle. You know, Bill Fleming, of all the Flemings. And Martin O'Brien, Gorky and Paul Smith. And, actually, it was great. You know, you 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 know, you know, had a great, great old time, especially in the summer. You were out till all hours and... When he came home, if you were hungry, you know. <laughs> Would you like to go back to them days for a day, Ger? Oh, God, wouldn't you love to? Wouldn't you love to? It was great, great times, you know. Up up in the railway, down in the school field, you know, down the green field, up in uh, Chapel Hill, going to Law Cutch, for sure. Magic, it was, it was, magic it was, it was simple great. times. Yeah, oh, yeah, very, yeah. I believe you have a few nicknames. A little birdie was telling me. Would you like to divulge some of them? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to blame Gary Daly for the ninny one. It was, <laughs> I think Brother Raymond uh, used to thump the head of me in the school and call me a ninny hammer, and Gary Daly kept it up. And after that, it stuck between Christopher Gagan and, and, and Carl File and them calling me it every day. So that stuck, and... That was the one I went by mostly, yeah. Well, Clara is some town for nicknames, in fairness. And then we had all the famous sayings last week. Well, gee, and yup, and yet. Do you use any of them out in the States? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't know what you were talking about, but you, you say it to them anyway. Who's Gene? <laughs> Jerry, do you remember? Well, you, you worked in the bar trade here too, as well. You were in Whites, and then you went down to Tullamore before you headed to the states. No, I was. I worked. I was in Bordemona after I left the tech, and uh, then Michael White got me working in the bar there at the weekend. You know. So after I came out to America, it stood to me because I ended up, uh, Danny Sheeran gave me a, a job in the Mountain Dew there in the Bronx. Yeah, the bar trade, the training for Michael White uh, stood for me, you know. Do you remember the, the day you told your parents, Maureen and Jimmy, that you were immigrating? What was the reaction, Ger? Well, I, I don't think they thought I'd stay, you know. Mm. It was kind of... You know, I'd, I'd worked aboard the morning and we were, it was, when we started, it was supposed to be a job for life. And we served an apprenticeship for four years and you were done. So I'd, the year before, I had come out here with uh, Adrian Gavin for a few weeks and kind of sussing things out, you know. Hmm. And uh, so the, after I was laid off on board the morning, there wasn't much going on really at the time. And, and James Keenan was out here and you know he said why don't you come over here for a while and you know see how you get on and I'm sure my mother and father thought oh sure he'll he'll go for six months and he'll be back but he missed the home cooking four and years back. later <laughs> still here do you remember what was your first day like getting off the plane in JFK was it a bit of a culture <laughs> shock oh it was yeah big time and and uh I mean James drove us around the James drove us around the you know the the first time we were here, but after coming back, you know, the the second time, I remember I got here on a Friday and I got a job on Monday and James wrote down for me, you know, how to, you know, go down on this train and get off at this stop and Lexington Avenue goes downtown and when you get out and, you know, where you, how to get to where I was supposed to start the job, you know. Like, but it was, a, yeah, it was a huge culture shock, you know. But do you find, though, Ger, that's so important even nowadays to just have a helping hand when you get there first? Because it is, it's a mad place, isn't it? I, I went over there, I think I lasted a month. I had to get back home. <laughs> I couldn't get my way around. <laughs> but like the Irish community there is brilliant, isn't it? Uh, huge, huge, you know. And I, I was very lucky, you know, coming over to James and his aunt and uncles were here at all the Brackens, you know, and, and Margaret and uh, Jerry Flynn and Bear and Peggy and and Noel and Oliver and Frankie, you know, and Teresa, they, you know, they treated me like I was one of their own, you know, which was great because it was tough. Probably the, the first Christmas was the toughest time here. And, you know, and they, they'd never leave you out and, you know, always make sure that you were you were uh, with them and, you know, you know, that you wouldn't be alone on Christmas, you know. Is it a lot different now, Ger, for young people heading over there? I don't know what it's like now in... in in New York, you know, because because I've been gone out of it for for so long, you know. But when when I was there, anybody that came out, you know, like Barry Kelly and his sister and that, everybody, you know, you would look after whoever came out, and that's just the way it was because you were looked after, you know. Mm. We had some messages on Facebook there from John Hanamy and Bill Fleming says you still <laughs> oh, owe a tenner. Oh, listen, a few pounds you want. Any chance you give him that tenner? <laughs> I'll send it on to you. It's a great memory. Oh, great memory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jerry, your father, Jimmy the Star, sadly passed away in 2019 and missed by many people here in the town. He also left behind a great legacy of games played and trophies he won. What was it like growing up with such a legend of the game here in Clara? 
Oh, sure. I mean, it was great. You know, you just mentioned, you never call him Jimmy, Don. It was always the star, you know, and it's going to be tough going home now, you know, that he's not there. You know, that was one of the things I always looked forward to. I'd, I'd get home and be down in the house. Of course, now you'd have the breakfast and my father would be dancing a jig in the floor waiting, to, yeah. you know, to go down to, to Carey's or, <laughs> or Baggett's and to have a few pints and, 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 and every favourite that you ever put a saddle on, you know. <laughs> he was a great man to sing a song as well. Have you taken any of his party pieces? Well, I'd be an odd time. Not his pieces now. No, I wouldn't be able to follow that way. No, I'd I'd, I'd sing when I wouldn't be asked, I suppose, and <laughs> when I would be asked, depending on on the how you how you were going along. You know, my own father mentioned to me recently there uh, himself and your father were in score years ago. They used to sing Ireland's Thirty Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A few years I remember ago. Brother Leander doing poetry and. And then we were in the score ourselves, myself and Tommy Lyon and Michael Dolan and Christopher Gag. We won the Novelty Act one year, the, the All-Ireland Novelty right. Act. It was all written out of the youth centre at the time. It was Lillian Kelly wrote like 10 Novelty Acts and our one just clicked for some reason. Some great memories. Of course, you played football yourself, didn't you? And you have uh, some, a few medals as well. Yeah, I did. I played up to, you know, before I left, you know, I did, I, Last uh, minor in under twenty one and and junior hurling. Hurling was my probably my favourite game of, the, of it, you know. But uh, oh, you know, from growing up in the national school, it was always always GAA. You know, I played a bit of soccer all right with the youths, Joe Standy, Lord of Mercy on him, and had a great time, you know. But uh, it was mostly GAA for me. It was a GAA house, you know. Of course, you have your own family there now, Ger, don't you? Are they proud of their Irish heritage? Oh, they are indeed, yeah. I've three of them here, Connor, Kira, and Liam. and they've, they've been home a few times and now that they're getting older and, you know, hopefully they'll they'll uh, take trips on their own, you know? Yeah. Like, when you come home now, Ger, what's Clara like now when you come home as to Clara when you left? Oh, God, it's changed so much, Lloyd. You know, it's it's... You missed, you know, you miss Carey's and White's and uh, Jimmy Hughes's and the Clark and, you know, and all, a lot of the, the, the great characters when I was growing up are, are, are sadly gone, you know, which is, but I mean, the home is still home and I love going there and, and, and enjoy getting to see everybody, you know, the old friends, John Hanley, Michael Carey. You know, Adrian Gavin and Jerry Sheehan and Skins. It's, it's just great to see everyone, yeah. you know. I always ask people, uh, would they ever think of moving back to Clara in the future? Uh, probably. That's that's a long ass for me. I have four Yanks here that I'd have to say. Never say never, but, perhaps. Uh, no, I just, I just hope, it, as I say, as they're getting older and doing their own thing, that we'll be able to to go more often ourselves, you know. Yeah. Jerry, what's your what's your working life like now or what career path did you take? I ended up after I, well, I bartended for so long in New York, you know, and and, uh, and then when I came up here to Buffalo, I got into, uh, I worked for uh, DuPont factory here. So we make two products to make this photovoltaic film to use it in solar panels. And I work in the quarrying department to make Cow, uh, countertops and sinks 
I've been there almost since I came up here, yeah. So I'm happy enough. Yeah, so what's Buffalo like? Is there any uh, any similarities to Clara? Well, that was the thing. My, my, my wife, Ella, is from Buffalo and, and all the years we used to come up here, even before we were married, like for long weekends and stuff, she was very good friends with um, the Howards and the Campbells and their, their, their parents were from Mayo and Sligo, Ballycroy and Ballinan. And um, so it was kind of, I, I really liked it up here. You know, it was more laid back than New York and, you know, and every time we come up to visit, it seemed to get harder to go back to New York. You know that kind of way. Okay, yeah. So you kind of and grew uh, into so it. eventually we decided to, you know, pull up and and come back up here because Ella was teaching in New York, but she could get a job up here, and she was teaching here for a while. Now she's principal of a school here. So very good. And is there any Irish bars or Irish community there in Buffalo? There is, yeah, South Buffalo is known as, as the Irish section. And uh, there there are a lot of... I used to go and watch like uh, the games from Ireland, especially the All-Irelands and that. There was one bar downtown you used to have them. And I didn't realise that there was so many young Irish here at the time, but you'd meet them when you'd go down there, you know. But around me, it's it's like we're in the suburb. They're not, there's nothing really, you know. You still have the Clara accent anyway, Ger. I have, yeah, even though the kids say I'd be picking it up and I'm talking to anybody from Ireland. I don't know how I do that. Gerard, what do you miss most about Clara? When you're maybe thinking of having a pint over there and, you, and a Clara comes into your mind, what would you think of most? The friends you grew up with and your family, you know, it's, 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 you'd love, I, lo- I love sitting down and having a chat and, you know, talking about sports and long ago and, you know, if they had a sing song or something, you know, I did the other night. I was, I, I, you know, I, I listened to your shows and and the music. Yeah. You know, I love the music. Do you? You know, it always reminds me of 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 listening to the bands years ago. You know, we'll have to do a special co-host from Buffalo some night on Ryan FM. <laughs> Honest to God, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do a quick fire round here. We normally do one on each podcast, but uh, you've been chosen for this one. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> so quick as you like, no Stalin. What actor would play you in a movie? Actor? Uh, a re-actor, maybe. Um, <laughs> you can pass if you want. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass it down. First thing you'd buy if you won the lotto? A house in Ireland. First movie you've ever seen? I think it was The Warriors. Best thing about Clara? The people. First car you ever bought? I bought a jalopy out here. Uh, I think it was uh, a Honda Civic or something. Yeah. <laughs> Your favourite song? The Gambler. Favourite TV show? Probably Law and Order. Your favourite sport? Hurling. Uh, favourite favorite country visited? I think Aruba. And the last one, Biden or Trump? <laughs> oh, well, that's easy. Good man, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you miss Trump at all there? You must... I don't miss him at all. Like a headache. He wasn't that bad, was he? Oh <laughs> uh, well, I, the thing was, I lived in New York for all those years, and he was never out of the paper, and he was no good down there, and and you know whatever he didn't improve. That's it. So we're trying to get a, a little handle on the COVID situation in different parts of the world. What's it like where you are? It's n- not bad. It's it's getting better. 
than it was. Uh, I mean, we we shut down. It's almost a year now. Uh, I think the fourteenth of of March. That's right. Yeah. We had some people over here. Actually, it was just before St Patrick's Day, and and we're all saying, "Oh, sure, no, nothing. We'll be fine. We'll be fine." And then on that Monday, they shut the schools and shut everything else. You know, so. It opened up for a while, and then the, the the cases went up, and and then it it shut down again. But now they're starting bit by bit to open up, you know. Okay. Any future plans uh, after COVID to get home to the little town? Well, please God, yeah, I know. I'd love to, you know, and I love me. My mother is dying to come out here, you know. She yeah. loves traveling out here, and you know. So I, I was I was hoping to get back last year but it wasn't going to happen you know finally Ger, would you like to say hello to anybody that might be listening all my friends say hello to them all in Clara to all the neighbours around uh, around our house there you don't realise you always know you had good neighbours but you never realise how good they are till you have uh, a struggle yeah you know especially the last few years my father wasn't well and you know between uh, Barry next door and Siobhan the Flynn's and Michael Power, you know, it was, it was, they were fantastic. The Scullies, the Rocks, my Aunt Nora, the Flemings, you know, great, great people. Great. And the know, Green is great. People. Great community, the Green. Ah, uh, the Green was great, yeah. And, and, and I miss, I, like, I still get a contact for, from people. Like Jimmy Kidney sent me a picture the other day of my father and Christy Gagan, and it was, oh, it was very nice, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. But uh, yeah, there. I would like to say a lot to uh, you know Paddy Don and Gerald Tracy and his struggle there, and 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 uh, Nanto Nolan. It's nice to be able to say a lot. Kay and Jeremy are fantastic people, and and of course Siobhan and Adam and Dermot, and yep. of course my ma. Okay, can't miss out, leave out ma. I can't leave out your ma. It's been tough and tough on everyone over there. You know, with this thing going it on, has. and hopefully, hopefully, brighter days ahead, Joe. Yeah, please God, please God, they're all hopefully to start getting these shots going, and and it's, it's I'm, I'm not in line to get one here yet, but uh, my wife did, and my son did, and hopefully we'll get on soon enough and everybody will have them and we can get back to normal. Hopefully indeed and that's the way. Jared Dunn, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. You'll have to learn Ireland's 32 now for the next time. We'll <laughs> I know, or the gallant John Joe. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Jared Dunn, thanks a million. All right, Lloyd, thanks very much. God bless. Ah, that's it, everybody. Uh, that was episode 42 of the weeks and the year is absolutely flying by. So thanks a lot to Elaine Stanley, Michael Dunn, Louise Gavin and Jared Dunn for taking part in this expat podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And thanks again to Rabbit's Hardware for sponsoring this podcast. Don't forget, next week we have the great Pat Flanagan podcast and that'll be next Thursday. Just before I go, Louise Dooley was in touch with me. Uh, she's a niece of Gabriel Cray. And this Saturday, the 13th of March, Gabriel will celebrate his 98th birthday. And I'd love to wish Gabriel a very happy birthday. A legend in the town, great musician, a great accordion player, and 90 years old. Huh? Imagine that. Uh, a very happy birthday, Gabriel, and I uh, hope you have a lovely day. And just, uh, Louise also mentioned, there will be a drive-by uh, greet, birthday greeting on Saturday as well. People who wish to take part in this drive-by birthday greeting for Gabriel Cray you can meet at the church car park at 3 o'clock and it'll be simply just passing Gabriel's house and giving him a beep and wishing him a happy 90th birthday I'll talk to you next week everybody thanks a lot 
Rabbits expert hardware and furniture Clara. Open Monday to Saturday with everything household, homeware, and DIY all under one roof. Furniture, including beds, sofas, tables, chairs, and occasional furniture. Plus, paint, wallpaper, electrical, garden essentials, and loads more. Call into Lionel and Dell. Call 05793 31189. Find us on Facebook or go to experthardware.ie and type in Clara to find us today. Rabbits expert hardware and furniture store, Oratory Row, Clara.